my freeze ray, I will stop the world. With my freeze ray, I will find the time to find the words to tell you how. Hey everybody, welcome here to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And this week we are making Ryan watch something he's never seen before. Yes. Um... I don't know how to describe this. I don't want to. I can't say it's a made-for-TV movie. I can't say it's a TV show. It was an online yeah. episode. It, thing. It's hard to describe. We're talking yeah. about Doctor Horrible Sing Along Blog, which is the first like internet-created, internet-focused medium um, product that we we got. Like this is the first one they actually put some effort into that wasn't just somebody with a webcam on YouTube. So is this originally uploaded to YouTube? No, I remember it being on Hulu, like back when Hulu was still free to use. Oh. They, I watched the special features on the DVD that you lent me. And didn't bring back to me? Yeah, I, I'll, bring, I'll bring it back. <laughs> I'll bring it back. I forgot, okay? Anyway, um, they were talking about, they, they talked about some website. Like they made like drhorrible.org or .com or something. And they uploaded... And they uploaded Dr. Horrible in Acts. So like Act 1 was, was yeah. like Episode 1. It was like a three-week thing. I remember yeah. they had it on their website. And I, I, I do remember it being po- like the banner for it being on Hulu's homepage when I went yeah. to watch like the latest episode of The Simpsons or Lost or something. So I knew I was aware of this before like when it came out. But I didn't watch it right when it came out. I didn't see this until college. So Devin- what year was that? Yeah. Oh, that had to be either my freshman or sophomore year. So about 2009, 2010. 2008 is when it was originally released. So. Yeah. Yeah. I ended up watching it a little bit later than that, but I was, I think it was like my junior, senior year of college. I watched it over like winter break. Cause I think I tried to watch it a little bit before, but the whole like him talking to the camera thing, I thought that's what the whole thing was. And I went, I'm going to hate this and stopped watching. I, I didn't know what it was. So I didn't really check it out until college. My yeah. um, my neighbor then roommate actually did a Dr. Horrible Halloween costume our sophomore year. And That's he, exciting. He, it was like spot on. And then our neighbor did Captain Hammer. Uh, oh, yeah. The t-shirt and the gloves. So, so this is written and directed by Joss Whedon. The reason this came up... It, and we're doing this is we were talking about Josh Whedon because I was rewatching the Avengers. I, I made the point of the Avengers being the best movie that he's directed. And I don't think I can count this because this isn't really. Yeah. A movie. I, what is IMDb have this listed as? How would you classify this? It's, it's got a TV rating. So it's a TV special, I guess, for the Internet. Makes sense. It won an Emmy for outstanding special class short format live action entertainment. That is very specific. So I guess we, I guess you could call it a short film. Yeah, I think that, that makes fair, sense, right? That's the vibes I got from it. Okay, like I know it was saying Act One, Act Two. I figured it had to do something with like its initial release. Um, but I mean, this was just a, this was a short film. Like as soon as the movie ended, I sent you guys a message on our uh, chat. Like, is that it? Is is that seriously <laughs> it? Like, is that how this ends? <laughs> So. Yeah, which was very confusing because we're like, what, what are you talking about? Because we had no idea you were watching it. You're just like, yeah. what the hell? Like, is this it? That's it. I was like, I sent you a script for a thing. Like, yeah, if it's if you have a problem with it, just let me know. You don't have to be a dick about it. 
Ryan, this being your first time watching it, what did you think? Well, I'm going to open this up by saying I'm never going to watch this again. But this was hysterical. It was funny. And it was and the level, though, of it is why I'm never going to watch it again, because there's no point in me watching this ever again, because I've got my one liners from it and I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) I, I will make the argument that it's worth it for you to watch it one more time and just listen to the commentary. Okay, I'll listen to the commentary. Because it, the commentary is a musical. Uh, no, I'm not really? going to do that. I'm not doing you that. You didn't know that? <laughs> no, I've never seen the commentary for it. Oh, yeah, it's called Commentary of the Musical. I love that, and I need to watch it. I've only watched it? Uh, the whole cast, and I think Joss oh. Whedon. Oh, that's amazing. So, yeah, I've, I've watched it once, and it's worth it. Okay, so you'll never watch it again, Ryan, but yeah. would you listen to the soundtrack? No. No? No. Okay. So I'm very like, I'm at either end of liking it and hating it with my point of view or like of how I like, I liked it for what it is. I thought it was funny. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I loved what they did with it. The problem is that for the message that for the message that that the movie has and the singing, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't watch uh-huh. this. Again. I'm sorry. They're the, the songs and the lyrics were great. They should have got better singers. <laughs> well, you got, but at the same time, that's the appeal of the movie. Like that's the appeal of this is that these are actors who, you know, they may not be singers and clearly some of them aren't, but no. you know, it's still a musical. It's something that they did. Um, there's a definite story in there about how Dr. Horrible has to like kill what he wants, you know, like he has to, was it in the trailer for the Elton John movie? Mm -hmm. There's a scene where the one character goes, you have to kill who you're supposed to be, to be who you want to be. That's what this movie is about. Like to be the person that he wants to be, he has to like literally kill the person that would hold him back but who he wants to be with. And he does it unintentionally. Yeah. So like, I totally get the point of the storyline, which I thought was good. And the fact that like he eventually got what he wanted, but at the same time, like that last millisecond of a clip, he, you know, he, he, uh, he's miserable. Yeah. Yeah. Like it shows that he's not happy. Okay. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, first of all, who, did you think couldn't sing like half of them? Okay. That doesn't, that, that doesn't really. Yeah. Who do you think was the worst offender? Cause yeah. I think that's a oh, little captain. bit. I'm, okay. I'm curious about your thoughts. Okay. Here. Captain hammer Nathan and, Fillion. and, yeah. and, and, and Penny. Okay. Their, their voices. I couldn't like, I was listening to what they were saying and I was trying to focus on what the lyrics were because their voices were irritating me that bad that if I focused on what they were saying, I wouldn't necessarily hear them. Okay. How much of the history of this do you know? Uh, that you guys wanted me to watch it. Okay. I watched it. <laughs> All right. So this was filmed in six days. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. That part I know. Okay. They filmed it in six yeah. days. The fa- uh, the fan following was nuts. They went to Comic-Con in 2008. Uh, like that. Okay. Yeah. Do you know why they filmed it in six days? Uh, it was, they wanted, they, no, I, the only thing okay. was that they wanted to do it in six days. Okay. So they wrote the musical during the, the writer's strike of 2007, 2008. Do you okay. remember that? Yeah. It, it messed up a whole bunch of TV yeah, shows yeah. like Lost Never Recovered. Yeah. Uh, Heroes ended up being canceled because of that. Yeah. Um, 
That was just like the worst year of television because 24 got pushed back a year and I was pissed. That's right. I yeah. forgot about that. I know it, I the whole writers thing because like I'm I'm not a big TV person, so I knew of the writers' strike because of uh, Conan O'Brien and not not no of uh, the Daily Show. Yeah, and the Daily Show and the Colbert Report were the only two shows that I watched like every single day. Yeah. And those were the shows that I knew about the writer's strike because they talked about it constantly. Yeah. And they did the crossovers with Conan O'Brien because yeah. they did that whole who created Huckabee thing. Yeah. So and that, that's like classic mm-hmm. uh, late night with Conan O'Brien stuff. Yeah. Like that, that's kind of what got me into Conan O'Brien. Like, yeah. Um, but no, they, they wrote it during the writer's strike because they wanted to do something intimate and small that, could show that something like this is able to be done because this is the first thing this like without this you don't have this netflix originals you don't have hulu doing their own stuff or amazon prime or even to an extent youtube with some of the stuff that they're creating yeah like you don't have all of that without dr horrible so that i can see that um because this is the first thing to like that was made for the internet to win an emmy which is huge. Yeah. Joss Whedon has done musicals before. He did a whole musical episode of Buffy. So That's right. Did you ever watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I'm no. Okay. Yeah, I've you never watched, seen any of it. Have you watched any Joss Whedon? What has he done? Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel, Firefly, Dollhouse. I'm staring those at are, you. Those are CVs. Yeah, you haven't. But you've seen the Avengers. <laughs> yes. Everyone's seen the Avengers. Yeah. You never saw Age of Ultron, though, right? No. You're I'm better just, off. Okay. So, <laughs> oh, oh, it wasn't that so, bad. Just it's for pretty people, bad. So just for people who are listening, like Alan's naming these things off and I'm just staring at him blinking. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, okay. Firefly is okay. worth the watch. So. Firefly oh, is. Yes. I want to. I want to. It's just when it comes to this. Okay. So this started all of that. That's great. Mm-hmm. It's great. I liked the humor in it. I did. I thought it was a very, for the budget that they were most likely working with, they did a very good job. Um, I love the fact that you could tell that it was a studio set, that it was like the back oh, yeah. lot somewhere. Yeah. I actually really liked that for like the feel of it. It's something that I watched. I enjoyed. I got the humor out of it. I got my one liners that I can joke about. Yeah. And now I can use the gifts because I know that they exist. I think in the 10 minutes you were here before we started recording, you did the, oh, look at my wrist. I've got to go like five times. <laughs> once. I did that it's once. It's so good, though. It is. It's perfect. But I did that once. Stop. <laughs> but, okay, so the whole thing about me not really, like, watching it again isn't that I don't like it. It's just the fact, like, it's one of those stories that, okay, cool, I got it. I learned from it. It's a story that I absorbed, and this person learned something out of it, and it's good. Because I wasn't expecting her to die. Yeah. So spoilers. That, yeah, I know. Whatever. Yeah. It's, been, <laughs> it's been out for eleven years. So <laughs> um, oh, that makes me feel that old. sucks. So, w- so when it comes to watching this again, like knowing that Penny dies, I'm just gonna end up like uh, I'm gonna end up getting up and going into the kitchen and like working on something or like there's there's no need for me now to sit down and like watch it yeah. because I, because I know that she dies and she's pivotal to the storyline. Yeah. So it's I a mean, tragedy. Well, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it, it to, to, so I mean like to me, like, so it's, do yeah. you just not watch anything Romeo and Juliet related? 
Oh, no, I love <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. But they die in the end, so why would you? Oh, God. Okay, so <laughs> there's a... Okay, I'm, um, just, I'm just messing with you. No, no, no. no. But, no, but it's, uh, seriously, though, my favorite Romeo and Juliet is the one that has Leo in it. Da Vinci? Huh. Oh, God, that hurts. <laughs> this is what Anna was talking about that one day. <laughs> I can't help it that I'm on today. I had a donut from oh, Duncan earlier. That, it's just, you don't blame this on a donut. This is just who you are. Yeah. It's it just, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But no, it's just... um. Yeah, no, it's just like... I like the fact that it was a musical, but I mean, to me, like... I feel like picking people that aren't necessarily singers or that, or I feel like that made it feel more real. Like even though it's a musical and they're singing, it's their average people. Like these are everyday people, even though one's a, one wants to be a super villain and the other one's a superhero. And you've got this like, you know, girl in the middle that's in between everything. Like they're just normal people. And so that's that's how I interpret them not really being the best of singers. Um, I like Dookie Hauser singing. Neil Patrick Harris sure. is a singer. He's been on. He's started on Broadway. No, oh, like yeah. he was in. Yeah, um, he's a really good singer. Uh, what was the show he was in? Uh, Hedwig and the Angry Inch, right? That, yep, that's it. Yeah. Um, and he's been. He went on to be in like an episode of Glee. Yeah. Um, oh no. I know that because that's a show I did say. You watch Glee? Yeah. You watch the episode with him? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Joss Whedon directed that one. Oh, okay. That's cool. Oh, um, it's another Joss Whedon thing. Yeah, Joss Whedon is one of those directors who like hopped around TV shows here and there. Like he did an episode of Glee. Yeah. Because of this, I think they wanted him to do an episode, and then they got Neil Patrick Harrison for that one too because yeah. of him. Um, he directed an episode of The Office. Which one? Um, do you remember the one where there's a bat in the office and then Jim pretends to be a vampire? Yes, that yeah. was him. That was him. Wow. The Office is one of those weird shows where a lot of people just popped in to direct an episode. I think J.J. Abrams did an episode of The Office or two. I love that. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> um, but Josh Whedon has like a, a much better track record when it comes to TV shows than he does with movies, in my opinion. Well, because even though the Avengers is such a big hit, like watching the Avengers now, it's still great. But compared to some of the stuff that he did on television, like it, it doesn't compare it like just not as good. Well, I think that gets into one of the reasons why I'm more of a movie person than a TV show person, mm -hmm. because I think I've said this before, where there are movies like the like the like the newer Power Ranger movie yeah. and the like Divergent films. And uh -huh. um, like the Maze Runner and stuff like that. To me, they feel like TV shows. Yeah. I watch those shows and I feel like I'm watching, you know, stuff from Smallville or I, I think... from Gilmore Girls. And I like the film style of TV shows for TV shows. And sure. so, like, that's one of the, I think that's one of the reasons why, like, I think part of the problem is like the examples you just gave were all intended to be like series. Like of series of movies, so like they, oh yeah, we're gonna do a Power Ranger sequel, even though the film's not coming out until next week. But here's a teaser for the sequel. Like they were, they, I think that's part of the problem that we've gotten from the Marvel stuff. Yeah, is we're gonna build these universes and plan for this before the first one even comes out, and then when it flops, we're not gonna be able to do that. The, so the whole tone of everything, the the the, the tone as in how the sets look 
how the actors act. I'm not just talking about, you know, storylines. You're talking about production value. I, I'm, I'm okay, uh. so you watch the Avengers. Yeah. Okay. Everything mm-hmm. looks real. There are things that are gritty. There are things that are clean. The things that are clean, mm-hmm. you expect to be clean. Some things that are gritty, you don't necessarily expect to be gritty, but they're gritty and they show them. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, and then you've got things like Smallville where everything looks kind of like, because of production value, everything's kind of basic. Everything's kind of clean. Like there's not a lot of like, I guess like clutter when it comes to like the film itself and the feel and like the backgrounds where in most movies, they have the production value to fill up the background with, with, you know, exactly what they want and with how much of what they want. And then you watch the movies that I mentioned and it's weird. Like, uh, let's say like uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm watching a movie. (laughs) When I'm watching, when I uh, when I saw the one Divergent movie, I felt like I could reach my hand into the screen. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. Like it's it's, sure. it's it's the feel of it. Like this, like it was like this short film felt like mm-hmm. a movie to me. Yeah, like it didn't yeah. feel like what I'm describing. I really wish I had a better way to like interpret this, but I think I think it no. has to do. I, go ahead, Devin. No, I say no. I understand what he's going for. Um, I'm just trying to put my thumb on exactly what to call it. Like, I, is it I, because TV shows have to appeal to more people than a movie does? Like, you have to be flicking through and go, "I want to watch this thing I just saw." I think what it boils down to is budget. Like, a lot of the movies that you listed off are smaller budget movies compared to like Power Rangers compared to even Ant Man and the Wasp, which is on the lower end of the Disney Marvel budget. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the. I guarantee there's a few hundred million dollars difference in budgets. Yeah. Like something like Smallville is weird because it's it was around for so long and yeah. Well, it, it's like um like uh, Smallville, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, uh, it's part of Gilmore Girls. Like they all kind of had like the same like film feel and film style to a point. I think. I think. Once you added a Gilmore Girls to the list, I think I figured out what it is. It's the what? world. Like you f- can feel that world of Stars Hollow more. Like you feel part of that more in a TV show, right? Like, you, do you understand what I'm saying? I don't know. Okay, so see, I feel like I need to like show you guys like the parts of the movies that I'm talking about, the ones that I've mentioned, and then show you the clips of the shows that I've seen and why I feel the way I do. Okay. You mean literally just like hard to explain conceptually. Yeah. Like I'm talking about the literal visual feel of what I'm staring at on the screen. I, okay. Mm -hmm. Then I think it has to do with the way they're, they're shot. I think it has to do with cameras and depth of field. Yeah. Because 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 television is shot like, Maybe not the shows that you're talking about. I think it, but television is shot differently than film. Yeah. Like a lot like Smallville when they're out at the Kent farm, like that, it's a little bit more cinematic than, yeah. than say, um, I don't know, friends. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause I mean, good example. I, because, I, I, I it, yeah. it's probably just a, uh, just a format issue. I don't know if it's like the filter that they put on the camera. I don't know if it's like the filter that they put on the, the, uh, uh, when they run through, like run it through for editing. Um, but it's, it's one of those things where as soon as I see a movie and I start getting that like TV show feel from like watching it, I instantly lose 
just my interest in it completely. And I don't know if it's because like it just it it, it doesn't feel right or mm-hmm. if I I don't it, it's like um uh you put your hand on a counter and you feel like a you know like an like a spot where like soda spilled like 4 weeks ago that was that like wasn't cleaned up. Mm-hmm. And you just it's like you can't see it but you feel it and you instantly pull your hand back. Like that's the kind of reaction I get to that type of stuff visually. It sure. sounds really weird. I know. No, I, I get no. it. I'm wondering I'm wondering if it has something to do with like frame rates and stuff that messes with your brain. It might, to be honest. Yeah. Because it just it I it's like, like it, um, it's probably something to do with camera stuff. Yeah. When's the last time you watched the Avengers? Like the first one? Yeah. Ooh, it's been a while. I'm curious. Have you ever watched it on like Blu-ray and HD? Uh, the last time I saw it, I mean, actually, I think I still have it. I think I have it on DVD. Okay, you should watch that on on Blu-ray, on in HD because that film is shot differently than any other Avengers movie. I don't know what it is, but watching it every time I see it, I'm like, this just looks different than everything else. Yeah, and I think it feels more like a TV show. So I'm curious if how you feel about the Avengers. Yeah. Cause it might be, cause I mean, it's, 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 that might be it because it's so hard for me to explain. Yeah. And it's like, I'll watch it and be like that. That's it. Yeah. And I, even though I have a film degree, I can't even like when it comes to like that kind of stuff, I don't yeah. even know what, what to tell you. It's okay. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's like, I, it's either a style thing yeah. or a technical thing. I think it might be, it it might be both. Who knows? Okay. Back to Dr. Horrible. (laughs) I I didn't mean to go down this path of like, what's Ryan talking about? (laughs) Emails. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, So so Devin, what is your favorite song? I feel like you haven't talked much. So. Oh no. I mean, cause I just, I didn't know much about the, uh, um, the the frame rates and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I just, yeah. What is my favorite song? That is a really good question. Um, the one where they're both singing at the same time, and I forget what it's called. My eyes. That okay. one is that the one where like there's that quick scene of like him on the outside of the wall and she's on the inside yeah. of the wall. That, yeah, that's. A good I one. love that one. But yeah. mine is when he finally gets the courage to to kill Captain Hammer when he like walks out into the parking lot and he's like singing behind his head. Brand new day. Brand new day. That's my yeah. favorite song. That's a really thing. good one. That's a fun one. I. Yeah. I will listen to this in my car and just belt out all of the songs. Uh, there have been multiple times where this has come on in the car and my wife and I have do, done a duet to my eyes, which is <laughs> yeah. fun. Oh, I love that. She's a much better singer than I am, but she'll never do it for anyone except for me. Yeah, well, so, that's cute. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> um, How do you hold up in singing? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm You'd probably great. be decent right. enough to play in another version of it. Mm. Well, it's interesting because you cannot do... Like they offered the stage rights for like a year and then they they stopped. Like you cannot do a production no. of Doctor Horrible, which which, okay. you, which you think would be like right up like a, a high school's production budget. Like this should be oh yeah be easy to do, which, but they just won't give out the rights. Which is kind of ridiculous with what I uh, saw on the short little part of the special features that I watched. Which which I found funny because after I messaged you guys, like what the hell was that? like after it was over i went into the special features and it was like um making the movie it it was uh making the movie 
developing Dr. Horrible and what did I just watch? <laughs> what oh, are I the love three that. options on the DVD? No, really? Yeah. And so I clicked on what the hell did I just watch? And I saw like the first five minutes of like the special features. And with what they were talking about, how like they wanted it to be free, like they wanted it to be on the internet for people to watch and, you yeah. know, and all, and all this other stuff. Them being this like, like tight knit about it is odd. I mean, it's true though. I'm not gonna say Joss Whedon's kind of a dick, <laughs> but he's kind of a dick. <laughs> I didn't say that, <laughs> um, and I'm not going to. But yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it, I I don't understand how the rights for this work for them because he the Whedons wrote it, they own the rights to it. Uh, he made all the money off of it. Yeah, because he's oh, he, wow. he put all the money into it. So wait, if he made money on it, how did he make money? Just uh, on DVD sales? DVD sales, iTunes sales. Um, okay. It was on Netflix for the longest time. See, it, 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 it was on Netflix for four years. It was on from wow. February 2010 to March 20th, uh, 2014. So this is where I think I first saw the images of Dr. Horrible. Because when you guys were like showing uh -huh. me like the clips, I was like, that looks familiar. Where have I seen this before? Dr. Horrible. That sounds so familiar. And now that you say that it's that it was on Netflix for that long, like we've uh, my, oh my God, my, my wife and I have, have had a streaming Netflix subscription, I think, ever since they started streaming. Yeah. And sure. so. I think that's where I originally like saw the images for this. Yeah. Because I'd never heard of this until like you guys started talking about it. Yeah. Okay. So I found the quote. Uh, Whedon said during an interview with Forbes that with the movie and the soundtrack, he was able to make over $3 million with us. Wow. That Good for him. For given, you know, what this was. Yeah. Yeah. I think, it, I think if high schools were able to do productions of this, like legit productions of this without having to worry about being sued. I think a lot would do it. Agreed. Like if I was like Devin, if you and I were in high school when this came out and this was something we wanted to do, we would definitely like push for it. Right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'd want to push for it. Who would you want to play? Moist. Who? Done. Moist. Who's moist. The, oh, yeah. His buddy. Yeah. His buddy, yeah. the sweaty guy. That's who I would want to be. What about you, Alan? Oh, probably Dr. Hammer or Captain Hammer. <laughs> yes. Ryan, who would you just, be? Just so I could walk off stage, come back on stage and say, the hammer is my penis. <laughs> I love that line. They would not let you say that for a high school play. Or would they? Now. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird with high school plays. Like a local school district just got in trouble for doing the pajama game. What? Why? Uh, because it takes place in like a Mad Men style office. So sexism in the 50s. All right. But sure. it's like, oh, OK, well, now you're going to tell me high schools can't do the producers because it's the producers. Right. Because <laughs> a lot of stuff. <laughs> I mean, not that high schools were able to do the producers to begin with, but still. Yeah. I'd be one of the cowboys. <laughs> which were all joss whedon's brothers are you serious yeah. oh, were they really yeah uh let me oh. see that's perfect there was a cast list somewhere you know now that we're talking about it i may watch this again just because yeah i feel like Kristen might like this i 
I don't, I think she would, but I'm not sure. But I definitely know that there are a few times that I know that she definitely would, especially when he was like, wow, sarcasm. (laughs) (laughs) Reading emails. Okay. One of the horses, one of the course is uh, Jed Whedon. Who, okay. who runs Agent, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on ABC. Okay. Oh. Or I'd be the horse. Hmm? Or I'd be the horse. Bad horse. I love that ba- uh, bad horse is just a horse at the end. Yeah, I was not expecting yeah. that. I was not expecting it to be an actual horse. That, I mean, that's my favorite reveal of the whole thing is they just show <laughs> the evil league of evil and yeah. then bad horse is just a horse. horse. <laughs> um. I'm assuming that's my wife. Please hold. Dun, dun, dun. Have fun. Oh, bye, Alan. Uh, blood just smeared on the wall. Oh, no. I had a feeling. <laughs> I'm uh, not, not, I'm a little excited to see uh, Hellboy tomorrow. I heard it's very just okay. Well, here's the thing. A, a buddy of mine that Alan knows, too. Yeah. Um, he posted something about, you know, about like the 9% like uh, Rotten Tomato score that it has at the moment. Oh, is it really? And I mean, here's my like final say on it after seeing like the last trailer and like reading some things on it. Yeah. I hope everything that I've seen makes me feel like I'm not going to like it. But sure. I hope I'm wrong because it would yeah. be cool to see an actual R-rated Hellboy be done well. And I really hope yeah. it is. I really hope that it's just bad marketing. I do. Sure. But it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, it's it's like, like for Kristen, Tobey Maguire mm-hmm. is Spider-Man, flat out. Sure. She yeah. is like, whenever a new Spider-Man comes out, she is not interested. Like, oh, period. Wow. Because to her, it's just like Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. For so she won't buy Tom Holland. Well, I mean, she. I'm still trying to get her to watch it. Sure. I'm still trying to get her to watch like the the first one. Okay. Which I don't know if I'm going to be successful at that or not, but Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, but her like I don't I don't want to call it like uh, her like view of like Tobey Maguire as like Spider Man is how I Mm -hmm. view Ron as Hellboy. So having so much so yeah. that you're on a first name basis with him. Yeah, I know that. And I, <laughs> that and I completely slipped what his last name was. <laughs> per- Perlman. Perlman. There we go. Um, but um, like to me, like he's Hellboy. Like that's yeah. Hellboy. So I, I I think that also might be my initial reaction of like eh, to this. I've only seen the since we're not since we're into this now. I've only saw the first trailer and like a few TV spots for it, and I'm like, okay. I like David Harbour. I'll see it. I'm not yeah. going to the theaters to see it. Yeah. Already bought two tickets to go see Endgame. I'm not going to spend yeah. more money this month on movies. Mm-hmm. Unless it's to see Captain Marvel that. again to rewatch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's different though. Cause you have that, uh, AMC stubs thing, right? So. Yeah, I do. And I can just like, it, it like doesn't matter at all for me. That's why I went to go see Dumbo. That's why I'm going to go see this movie. Like whatever. Yeah. If, uh, if like, if you come back and say Hellboy is fantastic, you need to mm-hmm. go see it. I might go see yeah. it. Sure. But there's a 9% say, chance of that happening though, according yeah. to Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> but right. <laughs> unless you, you know, but you have to say those words, like it is amazing. You have to go see it. Right. Otherwise you're just not like not sold on it. Yeah. 
Because, I mean, like, my issue is that from the first couple of trailers that I saw, which, granted, like I said, it, it just might be bad marketing, but I feel uh-huh. like they tried to put in some of the humor and feel from Ron Perlman's head boy. I mean, head uh, hell, Hellboy into it and yeah. not just go for the. We'll see. Yeah, it'll be fun. Okay, so back back to Dr. Horrible. Oh, I didn't realize this. Sarah Michelle Gellar has a secret cameo in the town hall scene. She's wearing what? sun. Yeah, she's wearing sunglasses and a wig next to the groupies. That's amazing. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I didn't either. Of course, she's wearing I, a wig and sunglasses. Yeah, I've so. seen this so many times. I wonder if she's playing Buffy. I like. Uh, I, I like to think that this, like the Whedon universe exists. Yeah, Whedon universe exists. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so, like he, he did Buffy. He did Buffy and Angel, which are in the same universe. Okay. And I feel like there's things that tie Firefly into that somehow too. Hmm. Um. Hang yeah. on, was Angel the one that was like set in the future? No, Angel or, was set. Or was in that Los Dark Angel? That was probably Dark Angel. Okay, that was Dark Angel. Yeah, because that was um, Jessica Alba, I think. Yes. The only thing I remember from that was that they dressed up a Pontiac Aztec to make it look futuristic, and it just looked absolutely awful. <laughs> <laughs> the one, th- the one thing that always comes to mind when I think of Angel, which is a great show, I watched every episode. The one thing that I can't get out of my mind is the one episode, Angel, who's this vampire with a soul. Gets turned into a puppet, like a Muppet style puppet. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's called uh, it's called Happy Time, I think, or something like that. Um, sure, it's weird. It's in the last se- the last season of that show got weird. It's it's called um, Happy Time, I th- as I, in the Happy Time Murders. I forget what it's called. Or Smile oh, Time. It's a prequel. It's a prequel to um, the Happy Time Murders. Oh, now I have to look. <laughs> yeah, Smile Time. It was Smile Time. Smile Time. Okay. Ah, so close. Yeah, close. Yeah. I- I definitely like Neil Patrick Harris on this, but I'm I'm afraid that um, I was very upset that I couldn't. <laughs> Alan showing me a picture of the Muppet. <laughs> um, I'll send it to you, Devin, so you can see it. Oh, cool. I'm I like Neil Patrick Harris on this. I'm just upset because he wasn't an actual doctor. Look, doctor, it was just his persona. So I can't, so I'm not able to do all of the Dookie Hauser jokes that I wanted to do or yeah. statements uh, because I wanted to he, make this whole thing. He did have a PhD that, though. Hmm? He has a PhD. He did have a PhD movies. though. Yeah, that's a, that's <laughs> just a thing. You don't know. That could be a thing in this fictional universe. Well, that's true. Um, but <laughs> I was thinking like, it would be cool if he was like, you know, like an evil doctor to where like he did like surgeries and like, but like purposely like screw, you know, like to purposely mess with people. I'm thinking, yeah, this is what happens when you promote a 12 year old to be a doctor. <laughs> this is what <laughs> eventually Aww. turns into a psychopath. Yeah. So you just see Neil Patrick Harris as Doogie Howser. Because that was the first. Okay. So is that, that's the only thing you know him from, right? Yeah. I, to be honest, yeah, because oh, wow. when I was younger, I watched Dookie Hauser mm-hmm. because that mm-hmm. I, I was the right age for that to be on and to like sit down and watch it every day almost. Um, and then I know that he had a part like everything that I know of, of Neil Patrick Harris, Dookie Hauser, and then I know he did stuff, but the but the next thing I remember him being in was a scene from Harold and Kumar where he's yes. standing outside of a limo like sunroof or something. He's a big part of those movies. Okay. Uh, yeah. Playing an exaggerated version of himself. Okay. Huh. So 
there's that. Um, and then I saw a special with him because he's like he's into magic. Yeah. He's a trained uh like he he does the magic shows. Um, and then How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. That and yeah. this now. Have you watched How I Met Your Mother? No. Okay. Oh, it's most TV shows for me or no. Alan knows this already. You see, you, what was that, Devin? You broke up there. Oh, sorry. I said I still think it's worth the watch. I know a lot of people get a little weird about it because of the last season. I still think it's worth it. I think the last season is worth it if you watch the alternate ending to the finale. What's the alternate? Ending? I can understand that. Um, the the finale went. You could have gone one of two ways. Um, one way they killed the mother and made Ted get together with robin okay the other way was they didn't do that <laughs> <laughs> and he stays with the mother yeah i think the mother still gets sick yeah but i don't i think that's just this like this like, it gets her funeral or something and he's telling them the story okay so yeah. the whole okay so the show is what it's named like yes it's like yeah. him talking to like him telling the story of like how i met your mother yes but he takes yeah. way too long to get there and tells his kids way too much about his sex life Okay. Oh yeah. Although I I do like the theory though that his sex life was a lot more crazy, and he just threw that on Barney. Oh, I love that. Like he yeah. everything everything bad that he did, what he 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 told his kids Barney did, <laughs> which is the Neil Patrick Harris character. Yeah. Um. In college, the short film that Devin and I did, um, was like there was a character largely based on Barney Stinson from how I met your mother played yeah. by a yep. friend of the show, Bill hood. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that played a lot into that script. Cause that was like the tail end of that show. That was like the second to last season. I think I had just watched yeah, it, it though. Cause I, it finally came on Netflix. Like, okay, binging this. Yeah. And I think, I think part of the reason I wanted to get into that show was because of Dr. Horrible. Yeah. Cause I liked, I like Neil Patrick Harris in this, ah. and I I like Jason Segel, and like forgetting Sarah Marshall. So yeah. I was like, oh, I'll check this show out, and then fell in love with it. Binge the whole thing in like two months. Oh, so worth it though. It was. Yes, yeah, so it's for 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 me in TV shows. Like, I I love Friends, mm-hmm. which is a sitcom. Like that's just a yeah. pure like one camera sitcom. And for me, when it comes to TV shows, like I, I prefer that or animation. Like, give me a single well, camera. Like, what, like here, I wasn't a big fan of Seinfeld mm-hmm. of a lot of the episodes, but I, m- my parents always watched it. So even yeah. though I wasn't a big fan of the show, like there were still moments I found funny. And like to me, like I, I, I like single cam TV shows or animation. One okay. of the two for TV. Okay, the sitcoms you're talking about are multicam. Multi-cam, okay. Single cam is like the office style going through a a short amount. Um, I think you might like How I Met Your Mother because it is multi-cam. The big difference between that and, say, Friends was it was shot multi-cam style but without a studio audience. So they were able to pause and, like, reset, like, the back. Like, there's there's this gag in the background of a scene where you see a couple meet and then they cut to like another, another shot and some to somebody else, and they're behind them now, and they're married. And then they cut again, and they <laughs> have, they have a kid, and then what? it cuts again. You you've never seen this? 
No, not at and all. Then, and then they cut again, and like they have an urn because one of them died and their kids grown up. Oh, like God. I'll have to send oh. that, that to you guys. But okay. they were able to do stuff like that, like yeah. gags like that, because they shot it without the studio yeah. audience. It it's, gave them a lot more leeway than yeah. See, like that, I definitely feel like I'd be okay with because even though I haven't seen all of like. I'm going to name off a ton of shows that I've seen episodes of and that I've like mm-hmm. enjoyed, but I've never actually had the time to sit down and watch them. King of Queens. Yeah. And the rest of them just flew out of my head. <laughs> it's just King of Queens. <laughs> just give me all the Kevin That's James. A de- it's a pretty decent example of that one though. Cause I'm yeah. the same way with that show. Yeah. We're like, sure. I've seen it, but like, eh, I don't know if I yeah. want to watch all of it. So okay, well, do you need um, to, isn't it all the same jokes? Everybody loves. That's Raymond. what I thought. Again, it's yeah. all the same jokes. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Everybody loves Ricky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> any show that has the style of like King of Queens, Everybody Loves Raymond, Seinfeld, Friends, like to me, that's a TV show. Like the yeah, feel, the sitcom, style, yeah. like a sitcom. But you don't like like something like The Office or Modern Family. Modern Family I've tried to watch and I like the humor. It's I, I don't like the film style. <laughs> you know why? You know why you like the humor? It's the same guys who did Frasier. Huh. That makes is sense. it really? It is. See, yeah, and, uh, Chris, see, Christopher Lloyd, but not the Christopher Lloyd you're thinking of. Oh, damn it. See, and I liked Frasier. Mm-hmm. It's just then that'd be why. It's that film style. Like The Office, I think I'd definitely be able to sit through and watch The Office. It's just, and I've explained this to you guys before, I really cannot stand the, the oh, I can't, uh, Steve Carell? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. he plays that character too well and i want to punch him in the face i feel like and if that's you, my problem if you don't think you can get through the office i would say watch parks and recreation yeah I've se- okay so i've seen part okay so we're working at where i'm working now huh. in the break room there's actually like a tv and a remote and it actually has cable so you can like flip through and i've seen maybe three or four episodes of parks and rec now and oh my god that's hysterical yeah Oh yeah, you should definitely watch it from the beginning. It's amazing for that one. Even though it's that like Pam and that kind of like documentary style, Mm -hmm. like that annoys me a little bit. But I love the humor in it that I think I could get past it. Yeah, Um, especially is it the one episode I saw was the one where they were trying to get the guy with the mustache to do a will. And he kept on pulling the paper out of his wallet. Be like, the man who kills me will know what it means. <laughs> the man who kills me will know what it means. Oh, man. Ron, <laughs> Ron Swanson is the best. <laughs> um, how do you guys feel? Getting back to Dr. Horrible. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. How do you guys feel about the possibility of there being a sequel to this? I would be all on board. I think if there's a sequel, I would love it. Um, it yeah. I have do no you, reservations. Do I you want think... It. Too much time has passed. I don't think so. No, no, I, I, I really don't because like they like he, he turns to the camera and says, and I don't feel anything. And then they show like a half a second of him just like looking miserable in front of, uh, in front of his, in front of his webcam. And I really think that they could play it off that, because he hates himself so much, he's been able to like move himself into be like the leader of the league into the, 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 the league of evil because he 
he's already living with killing the woman that he loved. He he has nothing to hold him back now for any evil thing that he wants to do. And I feel like they could span it, be like, hey, it's been 12, 13 years later. And guess what? She's not dead. Well, I. So I think a sequel, since this is in a superhero, supervillain world. Yeah. Have it be yeah. her him bringing her back to life. That like he's been working towards everything for the last 10 years to do this. Yeah. He's been slowly gathering everything he needs. I think that's where yeah. the sequel could go. Okay. I every time like Josh Whedon has said he was gonna do it and the cast wants to do it. Um so I think it, it might happen, but I don't know. We'll um, as long as Joss Whedon isn't messing up Justice Leagues anymore, then I think it yeah. could happen. Yeah. Uh, I would Aww. much rather I'd much rather see more stuff like this from Joss Whedon than Justice Leagues. I agree, honestly, wholeheartedly. I um, like this. I like, it feels with, more like pure. Yeah, like I don't like I I as great as the Avengers is, I think he's better when he's playing with his own characters. Because there's less expectations there. Yeah, I agree. Um, one thing I wanted to just point out that jumped out to me this viewing is uh-huh. um, black and white as good and evil. Do you, is that a theme here? I I think it is, but it's flipped. So Dr. Horrible, who's the villain of the story, is wearing white and then Captain Hammer is yeah. wearing the dark. Yeah. And I what really jumped out to me this time is Dr. Horrible has that white coat. And mm-hmm. then at the end, after he murders Penny, it's red with her blood. Like red I, I feel oh. like the red's because he committed a murder and that's what got him in. I feel like it was just because he finally had the money to update his costume. Yeah, but symbolism. True, true, true. <laughs> I love that idea. I'm Alan. I'm all on board, dude. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see that. Okay. But yeah. Yeah, it's just something that, that crossed my because I watch. I I've he watched truly made, wasn't evil until then. If you really no, think he, about even it, then, he was more he considerate than the superhero was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the uh, Captain Hammer is such a dick. Well, he yeah. is. Um, and I think. Nathan Fillion does a great job because Nathan Fillion from everything that I've seen of him and heard with him in interviews and stuff, he's like the nicest guy. And, but he does such a great job of playing the asshole in this. Mm-hmm. It's oh, wonderful. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, but this also makes me want like Froyo. No, what? What? Frozen, frozen yogurt. Oh. oh yes. No, it's made me want it too. Yeah. Cause they eat it so much. They normalize it. I just need it now. Yeah. That I, I missed out on a trip to Rita's the other day with my brother and sister. Oh, no. I'm still kind of upset about that. <laughs> um, so as many times as I, I've probably seen this about five times, but I've listened to the soundtrack um, too many times to count. Hmm. Yeah. So, Devin, do you have the soundtrack in your circulation? Absolutely, I do. Absolutely. It just got- I have listened to the soundtrack like numerous times and I actually watched the movie twice for this podcast because I was that excited about it. Yeah, I, I almost watched it twice, but I definitely listened to the soundtrack like three or four times just for this. Yeah. Um, it's weird because you can't even get the soundtrack uh, like on Apple Music anymore. Like you can go in and buy the album, but you can't stream it on there. You can stream it on Spotify. Yeah. Which is weird, but. Because I had it in Apple Music, so it would always pop up in my rotation, but then 
it stopped about the time I, about two months before I canceled my Apple music. I wonder why. I, I don't know. Something weird's going on with the rights, but. Uh, maybe sequel time. Maybe. We'll see. Ah, oh, that would be cool. They're pulling everything in. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, any final thoughts on Dr. Horrible? Did you have stuff to talk about about the ending? Who? Who? Uh, Alan did. Or did Alan have more stuff to talk about about the ending? Um, not really. My, okay. I think my favorite part of Act 3 is when mm-hmm. Catherine Hamburg becomes unfrozen and just finishes his song and gives Dr. Horrible the finger. I know. I like that. Like, I love that so much. And that's not part of the soundtrack. Like I wish that was just one track on the soundtrack. So when you listen to it, you just hear that. So my thing was Captain Hammer feeling pain for the first time. Yes. Just the, he, he goes to shoot the gun and Dr. Horrible is trying to prevent him from doing it. Like, even though Captain Hammer is trying to kill him with his own like death ray, Dr. Horrible's like, don't wait. But Captain, you know, the hammer doesn't like see it or doesn't even care. And he, it backfires and hits him and he's crying. And he's like, this is what pain feels like. And then they show him on like a, a they, they show him talking to a shrink. And that was part of me talking about before about like the whole thing about the story about like Captain Horrible having to like kill the person he was, you know, meant to be to be the person that he wants to be which is to be on the board of the league of evil league of evil or whatever. Um, I love which he just, which everything happens just on coincidence. Like nothing he ever plans goes right. Even his last part, like Penny was not supposed to die because he thought she wasn't there, even though you could clearly see her up against the wall in the background. Um, he fired too many shots into the ceiling so it wouldn't work and then finally when he's about to die the thing backfires and takes out captain hammer um and then he and then he realizes that penny's dying and then penny's last act of living is to say that captain hammer will save them because she didn't realize that that was him so i mean it's like and then after that they show him being all like oh he's you know like he's you know, part of the board and he has parties going on at his place and all this other stuff. And I'm just like, Hmm, I totally get what they're trying to do. Like I like the moral of it. Yeah. So it's that ending is definitely heartbreaking. I think that that's the best. That's one of the Joss Whedon staples is hitting you with a heartbreaking ending without you knowing it, like without seeing it coming. Yep. Some of the best, best episodes of Buffy are like that. Oh, really? Um, yeah, there's an episode called The Body, which is one of oh. the best episodes of that show where, um, spoiler alert, they she Buffy finds her mom's body, like just dead on the couch. Oh. Yeah. Um, so it's like dealing with that. Like he, he does a really good job. I think that she finds the body at the end of an episode. So that's how the episode ends. And then the next episode is just dealing with that. Interesting. Um, and then, like a season and a half later, a musical episode. So, like, yeah, that, why that not? Show, that show really ran the gambit of the spectrum. Like, it it had a little bit of everything. I highly recommend Buffy. I think it's on Facebook Watch of all places. So, if you have a Facebook account, you can go watch Buffy for free. 
Which is cool. That's cool, though. Yeah. But I guess Buffy was owned by Fox, and Fox was bought out by Disney, so Buffy is now a Disney princess. Makes sense. Because that's what the internet's doing now. Yeah, everything's everybody's a Disney princess now. Nakajima uh, Plaza is a a Disney princess. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Go ahead, Devin. I watched an episode of The Simpsons that made a reference like that, too, where they were like, I'm not a Disney princess unless we're bought by them. And I was like, good job, Lisa. I like that. Nice. I still can't get over the fact that um, The Simpsons called the 20th Century Fox a subsidiary of Walt Disney Company. Like, Like, that is fantastic. Fantastic. Well, is it in the Simpsons movie? Now, Disney owns a movie that has a character wearing a Mickey Mouse hat say, I'm the mascot of an evil corporation. (laughs) 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 From the Simpsons movie, when Bart pops down from the train, I'm the mascot of an evil corporation. (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) And Disney Disney. owns that movie. (laughs) (laughs) And they own that scene. Yeah. <clears throat> and they better own it. Like they better own up to it. Like, don't cut that out of the Blu-rays. Yeah. All right. Any other final thoughts on Doctor Horrible? No, I loved it. I would watch it eight hundred more times. Honestly, I love how over the course of this episode, Ryan went from "I'm never going to have to watch this again" to "I might watch this again." Yeah. <laughs> so. That does make me happy. We've it's done our job. Of just like talking about it, yeah. you know, like it, it. It does that. It does. Yeah. It's that you watch it a few more times. The songs actually get stuck in your head and yeah. Yeah. Well, they're all never, good they'll songs. never go away. They're all good songs. You just didn't like how they sang. I just, I didn't like the two people. Well, then you should hear me sing it in my car. No, that's okay. <laughs> well, that's fuck you too. <laughs> you wouldn't, you would not want to hear me sing either. So I don't no, want to hear okay. it. Um, get, get, give me a few beers. I won't care how badly I'm singing. Yes. Um, All right. So tune in next week where we're going to dive back into the Kevin Smith uh, anthology of films and talk about Mallrats, which we teased a while ago after Captain Marvel, but I think we're going to pace it out. So we do one Kevin Smith movie a month and then limit it to that. (laughs) That's pretty Um, fair. And then we're coming up on Endgame, So we're definitely going to do hopefully not two hour long episode. It'll probably be more like four hours. Um, right. But we're definitely coming up on that. So that's exciting. Yeah. Um, so make sure you follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook and leave us a comment and review on whatever podcast app you're listening to us on. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Um, I meant, I mean to do this every episode and I always forget. So, Oh, but I like the plugs. Yeah. So, comment that you want to hear Alan sing. That'll happen on the next podcast if you comment enough. That's what I, I want. If I'm drunk enough. And, we'll uh, get there. Don't you worry. Yeah, And um, tune in every Monday this for the next month and a half to hear Devin and I talk about Game of Thrones. Uh, yes. If you haven't, go back and listen to our preview. Uh, and the first episode should be out by now, I think. Yeah, I think it is. The way this this is coming out, so. Yeah. I don't know. It depends on when I post and edit stuff. So, <laughs> uh, future me better get his act together. <laughs> so, all right. Well, for you have to watch this podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And yeah. 
I cannot believe my eyes How the world's finally thrilled and wise But it's plain to see